How do you picture someone who believes in a conspiracy theory? A tinfoil hat? Living in a basement? Spending all their time on sites like 4chan or Infowars? You may be surprised how many people believe in a conspiracy theory. I asked some of my uh, friends, family, colleagues, and here are some of the responses I got back about a conspiracy theory they genuinely believe in. Michael Jordan's retirement was a suspension. 9-11 was an inside job by the U.S. government. The Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 was intentionally crashed. And QAnon is backed by a Russian campaign to weaken and divide America. Well, those people were nice enough to be honest with me and share their opinions and their theory. And I've got one of my own. I believe JFK was not killed by a lone gunman. The cause of President Kennedy's assassination goes far deeper than Lee Harvey Oswald. A conspiracy theory is, and should be, a good story. But don't call me a conspiracy theorist. In this series about the assassination of JFK, we won't be looking at theories, only facts. The great disturbing thing about this story is that it's true. You're listening to the podcast, The Story Is, the podcast where we talk about the past, the present, and the personal. I'm Sam Logan. This episode, we are beginning a series looking into the assassination of John F. Kennedy and what really happened. And in this series, I am enlisted my father to help me, as he is someone who has dedicated uh, a bit of his time as well, researching what really happened. And in this episode, he helps answer the title question and the title name of this episode. Why not Oswald? theory was uh, was actually invented to marginalize anybody who was questioning what was going on. You know, try to make them look like a nutcase or an oddball. Mm-hmm. Well, now we know, excuse me, now we know of all these things, like you said, that just don't add up. I mean, there's dozens and dozens of, you know, all these abnormalities and things that you know, well, th- this couldn't be true because that is you know, uh, 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 impossible. And there's this whole list of things that, you know, just odd and couldn't be true. Well, when you have that many irregularities in a story, that in itself points to a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. When you have things that are uh, blatantly 
labeled lies and untrue by uh, people in power, like the FBI, the Warren Commission, and whoever, it just points to a cover-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just didn't know anything else other than all of these inconsistencies, the uh, logical conclusion would be somebody is trying to hide something here. It just It's just so obvious. And so, okay, after you realize that, that uh, somebody has something to hide here, somebody in power, not just the average guy on the street, then you have to look into it and go, why? What's the deal here? And so that's why we're getting to Oswald and uh, the situation with the, you know him being accused as the, of the uh, lone gunman. Well, the things that don't add up to that is, uh, are just numerous to go over. But the, the obvious ones that have come about are uh, Oswald was not uh, an expert rifleman. Right. And concluded that it would have to take an expert rifleman to pull this off if it was just one person. And so they mentioned, well, Oswald was an ex-Marine, and uh, he uh, he got a Marksman medal twice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, in the Marine Corps, as is with uh, the Army, you have to qualify once a year with a firearm. And it's typically, if you're just a regular soldier or Marine, it's a rifle. You know, it would be at that that particular time, it would have been the M1 rifle. Well, the records show that, yes, he uh, he took the test uh, twice because he was in a couple years and he got marksman. But what they don't tell you is that's the lowest rating you can get on, on the uh, weapons test. Expert, you know, is the top. The lowest, the bare minimum that you pass with is marksman, mm. and that he got. Wow, um, I got I got expert twice. Uh, just, just as a side note, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. But anyway, yeah, he he, he got the minimum. Let, right. Let's say if he was passing a test, you know, he got a D. Right. So he got a now, D. Sir, if you got marksman, that was just like. You showed up and, and didn't shoot the sergeant by accident. They give you a, a marksman. <laughs> so he was not an expert rifleman. No, it sounds like what he got was a D. But because from the um, the un the unknowing citizen, when you have the title of what sounds really good, a marksman, it sounds yeah. like oh he he sounds like an expert when he's far from that. Right. And it it. And that makes sense. Uh, so when you consider he's on the lower level end of being able to shoot a gun, uh, a, a and then the I know the type of rifle he was using would also be quite difficult to use to shoot off uh, a number of shots in a very short period of time. Yeah, this was not a high tech rifle. This was an old archaic bolt action, you know, by all definitions of a weapon, this was, you know, uh, outdated and cumbersome. Right. And so, also, when when uh, the military, you qualify, every year you have to qualify, mm -hmm. you at a rifle range. And, you know, you're laying on your belly and 
prop your arms up and take your time, and then you have you sitting down, standing up. It's it's and the targets are always out there at uh, you know 100 yards or whatever. So it's a control uh, test. Mm-hmm. Now Oswald was on the sixth floor of a building. Yeah. Now you need to practice if you're going to shoot at targets from that angle, that high up. I mean, uh, assassins do it. Snipers practice up there, but not the the old guy who just well, I qualified in the Marine Corps two years ago. Right. You know, you don't have the uh, the expertise to pull that off. I mean, from the sixth floor uh, compared to uh, ground level with a with a uh, paper target at 100 yards. So the the training isn't the same. Yeah, and uh, what I also find interesting is, we're, so we we understand his uh, his shooting uh, abilities correctly. With a man with that type of ability, with that type of gun, why would he wait until the car turns away from the building and is further away? Because the with the parade route, the car was facing towards his, the book depository where he was at, straight on, but he yeah. doesn't fire then. He waits for the harder shot. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Um, and on top of that, I be, uh, um, I'm trying to remember correctly if there was also, there might have been more like trees in the way as well. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but then you think of, well, okay, why did, if it wasn't him and it was a professional, why did the professional wait? Well, because... They had to wait for him to turn the corner because they had a triangulation mm-hmm. uh, scenario set up. There was more than one shooter, and prior to turning, they couldn't have pulled that off. But it was perfect with with the uh, grassy knoll to the right and a clump of trees behind the fence. You put one shooter. The other shooter is now up in the building. Now you have a triangulation. That is a, that is the, that's the way that snipers set up uh, a kill. Right, but if so a professional would allow that car to turn, if you were an amateur, just working by yourself, you say, hey, "I'm going to shoot him when, he, when I see him first coming." Right, without the police. But it was planned to wait, mm-hmm. and that's why a single guy wouldn't plan it to to wait for him to get you know in the way of trees. It, you know, it was it had to be because you want him to get in that kill zone mm-hmm. where you got two or more rifles focused on him. Uh, at one time, so if one misses, the other wouldn't get him, and that's what happened. Although in this case, uh, both hit him. Right, and and so we if we move from at least the the timeline of the day from Oswald's perspective, we go from from okay that Kennedy is shot, and then there are what I find interesting is the witnesses' accounts of Oswald's activity. After the assassination, um, because he's there are people who work in the in the building there with him, and he's observed, uh, if I remember correctly, um, not running, uh, being on uh, I think being in like in the lunchroom having a coke, uh, not being out of breath. Uh, does that sound like somebody who's just shot someone? Well, part of that too. Um, uh, I'm probably putting the end of the story before the beginning. 
in the book depository, you know there's a there's a parade, and the president of the United States is going to be driving right by your building, and uh, you know naturally you'd probably want to go to a window and watch it, or at least go outside and watch him go by. You wouldn't be in the break room while all this is going on, right? You know, uh, you know that doesn't make any sense. So that's why he was in the break room at the Coke machine. Um, he's supposed to have. I don't know if he's is he heading towards his home when he is supposedly uh, he's supposed to have shot a police officer. Well, first he he takes a taxi home. Okay. So the taxi takes him home. He gets a pistol. And then for some odd reason, he's walking out of his house, walking down away from his house. And that's when that police officer uh, confronts him mm -hmm. and he shoots the cop. Right. And then he keeps going and that's when he gets down and he goes into a theater. Right. Which also, doesn't that also seem odd? That an, yeah, an, an, assassin, right. an, <laughs> an assassin on the run. <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to get a some sort of... A, you know, a, a alibi where he was or something but it's crazy. Right. Again, the 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 his actions don't make sense um, for someone who's done this or done this by himself. If he goes home, gets a gun, shoots a police officer, and instead of going on the run, he goes to the movies. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was a good movie. <laughs> Like I was gonna go on the run, but I couldn't miss this. It was a Van Heflin movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. No, it, I think to this day they really don't understand that behavior. But you know, he was—he uh, wasn't the sharpest, you know, tool in the drawer. He didn't have all this stuff figured out. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he was supposed to make a clean getaway with the other guy, but the other guy left him holding a bag, and the. the interesting is that uh that oswald before they was it before they arrested him he said that was it this is it he says something something to that effect right yes. and then he always yelled out he's a pa I'm, I'm a patsy yeah well, <laughs> yeah no we'll, we'll definitely that was that was actually the next thing we were going to get to because after he after he's a after he's arrested in the theater in this uh in uh, after what? Oh yeah, I didn't talk about the the uh, the arrest at the at the theaters. In, interesting one, because wasn't he just wasn't he just complaining? The report was that some guy came in here because he like refused to pay for a ticket or something like that. Yeah, it was something odd, you know. And the response yeah. is the entire Dallas Police Department descends upon the theater. Yeah, for a guy who didn't uh, pay for a ticket. 
Now that's yeah, yeah, that's right. That's that's what I call some some uh, some. Dallas is probably the greatest uh, city of theater lovers I've ever heard of. Yeah, here the president of the United States was just murdered, but we're going to dispatch a squad of policemen to this theater to get this guy who didn't pay for a ticket. Yeah, so I find I find that odd. So so they arrest him. Um, they bring him to to the. Uh, uh, Dallas uh, 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 Police Department offices there, and for me, uh, I, I may, maybe I'm jumping ahead on the timeline first before we get into him even being uh, shown to the press before he says anything to the media. Uh, he's uh, isn't he? He's interviewed right with the he's interrogated. Yeah. And how do you have know how long they uh, interrogated him for? Well, uh, I, I heard it was like two hours. Okay, okay. So they 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 interrogated the, uh, the someone who uh, they're interrogating somebody for two hours for uh, as as far as we know right now, uh, not paying for a movie ticket, and at least legally, if I understand this correctly, he was first charged with the shooting of the police officer. Yes. Had he been, if, uh, if, as your understanding of it, had he been charged with the shooting of, of President Kennedy at that time when he's being interrogated? I don't think so. I think that came later. Huh. I could be wrong though. But at least, at least according to at least according to Oswald, when he's brought out after that two-hour uh, interrogation, and and I'm curious, uh, uh, did that two-hour interrogation? Uh, do we have any notes or recordings or anything from that? Well, we have a video of the policeman who did the interrogation. He was being interviewed by the press later and asked them that very same question. And it seems that they had an audio tape during the interview, plus he was making notes. Now, after Oswald was killed... Then the, the press was asking him about all the notes and all that. And he said he burned the notes and they lost the tape. And I'm going, wait a The most powerful man in the world was just murdered in your city. You have the guy you think did it and you interview him. You burn the notes from the interview and the, the audio tapes are missing. Yep, that's it. Right. With no explanation. Yeah, that. You know, well, how'd that happen? Well, I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't. That I mean, I'm not a police officer, but that doesn't sound like any. That doesn't sound like any sort of like a standard procedure that would make any sense to me. No. Why would you make these notes and then immediately get rid of them? He should be arrested for destroying evidence. Right. Now, if he did that, and Oswald was not killed. I doubt if they, you know, would have been able to convict him of, mm -hmm. of uh, Kennedy anyway. But, you know, because they, they wouldn't have an interrogation. He'd have an attorney now and, you know, we'd never know anything. Right. So it was just so bizarre. I mean, that doesn't happen. First of all, the, the detective who did that, he should be fired. Mm -hmm. And he was. He, he stayed on with the Dallas Police Department. 
I mean, that you you don't do something like that and not get fired. No. Yeah. No. It, yeah. It's um, it's I I I don't understand. I, I yeah. It's an action that you that's it's hard to understand. That is just yeah. It's just mind boggling. Well, it's one of the many, many, many things we talked about that don't add up. Right. And which, which is, you know, convinces you there's a conspiracy. Right. Just looking at, yeah, we're not taking any leaps of logic here. We're looking at what we know to be what happened, and we're left looking at, we, we're left looking at not being satisfied with what the story we're told, because what the story that we're told doesn't add up to what the facts that we have. That's right. So we go from Oswald's interrogation to he's brought out into the hallway, he's being seen by the media, and I went back and I actually uh, watched some of the old news clips um, of Oswald um, at the Dallas Police Department. And it was... Um, I don't know if it was just kind of eerie or shocking uh, to me or just surprising um, how calm Oswald is, how out of sorts he is, how they ask him, um, they ask him, of course they ask him if he, if he killed the president and he says that he's just been charged with uh, shooting the police officer that he doesn't know, that he doesn't, um, he, he hasn't been that, charged with right, killed him. Yeah, right. that's right. And that, and that uh, he had that someone else that he's he's he was told that the president had been shot. That that's all he knows. Right. That's right. So, and so they they go from the hallway into the kind of like a makeshift press conference. I don't know if they. I think. I think the understanding was that they were just supposed to be taking pictures. I don't know if the I don't know if the police department anticipated them asking questions, but they definitely did. And he again appears to be a guy who who uh, isn't quite sure what's going on. And at some point, as the before the clip ends, he's he says that he's a patsy. Yeah, I said I've been set up. I'm a patsy. And then he shot. <laughs> right. That that it's and I'm I mean I'm I mean I'm sure I've seen that, that clip before, but it's one of the the great ominous things that's it's a it's a giant you know, it's a giant red flag that we have, you know, clear on YouTube, as clear as day of of something yeah, else. How is it that the police, okay, I think they were transporting Oswald from, like, the police headquarters where the offices, you know, where the interrogation room and all that, and they were t they were taking him to the jail area. Mm-hmm. You know, go put him in a car, take him to where the cells are, another building. I How in the world would you let all those photographers come in, in the, in the garage, let Jack Ruby come in, and you've got a guy you think killed the president of the United States, and, and you wouldn't keep him a little bit more secure than that. Yes, it's obvious you're you're putting him on a platter for somebody to you know take out. Right here, yeah. Here we get to the uh, to the end here of of, of of Oswald being shot, 
and they're in the yeah the entire procedure doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either i mean i understand that you know through time uh you know security measures have changed uh and you know we and our police departments and learn things and adapt and change and make things safer but it still doesn't make any sense to me the that that last moment there were how they're escorting oswald doesn't it 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 seems reckless even by 1960 standards yeah and so it's just it's just oswald being flanked by police officers he's handcuffed but the what's not restrained is the uh, people around them there's yeah you know this was a, a federal offense killing the president why wasn't there like 20 fbi agents in that garage right yeah photographers in the dallas police wait a minute this guy supposedly killed the president i think the fbi might want to be there no just the dallas police thank you right and so the 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 oswald being the the assassin or the lone assassin uh continues to be a a story that's never wrapped up because of jack ruby we never well, well he wanted to wrap it up mm -hmm. but while he was in jail uh and after he was convicted i think he was sentenced to 35 years or something but he had cancer we're talking about jack ruby yeah jack ruby and he had told a couple of people told the fbi that if you will transport me out of dallas to a federal prison i will explain everything what happened who's behind it you know and and all the details and it includes some very powerful people the fbi refused here he killed the president i mean the guy who killed the president you think that's a federal offense no they're going to keep him in a dallas jail no that doesn't make sense you go to prison no no we're keeping you in the dallas jail because we own the dallas police department all right and he kept saying just transport me to washington i'll testify before a committee then put me in a federal prison and then also i want you to protect my daughter because death threats would be made about her if i if i tell what i know and they wouldn't cut him a deal and this is after he's been convicted he's not asking let me go you know uh give me a give me a pardon he just said put me in a safe uh prison because i'm not safe here in this dallas jail and they wouldn't do it wow. now why there's another what in the world's going on here you'd think they'd want to know all the details and he says i've got details that'll that'll involve some very uh, uh you know powerful people but don't don't want to hear it you stay right where you're at right so they don't so they so they don't move jack ruby and uh, how does uh, what ends up happening with Jack Ruby? Does he end up uh, dying? He's in prison? cancer in jail, in Dallas jail. And he's never, and he's never given an opportunity to say why he did it. He is he given any sort of opportunity to testify or talk about his motive, talk of 
talk about any reasons for why he did what he did? Well, here's another thing, too, that's really odd. There is a, a very famous uh, female journalist called Dorothy Kilgallen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was probably the number one female journalist in the nation, in the country. Very famous. Uh, television all the time. She was on a couple TV shows. What's My Line? She was a regular on there. But anyway, she was a very uh, well-thought-of journalist. She has a interview with Jack Ruby. She goes to she interviews him, gets her notes and and video or, or, or audio whatever she got. She goes back to Hollywood and says to friends, "This is big. This is going to uh, you know just blow the roof off of everything." She tells her personal friends. And they say, well, what is it? She says, I can't tell you, but tomorrow I'm going to have a press conference on this. She tells her friends, her personal friends. That night, uh, she mysteriously dies in her hotel room of a barbiturate overdose. Well, she never took barbiturates. And they found her fully dressed in bed. And everybody said, no, she always wore these elaborate uh, nightgowns when she went to bed. She had her street clothes on from the day. So she overdoses on drugs the night before she's supposed to reveal her meeting with Jack Ruby. And no notes, no audio tapes were found, no, uh, no record of, the, of uh, what Ruby told her. Wow. At that point, Ruby clams up. And said, I'm not saying another thing to anybody until I get to a federal prison. And he never had the opportunity to talk to another reporter. And that's all documented about Dorothy Kilgallen. To this day, it's an unsolved, it was listed as a suicide. Wow. And he tells her friends, her big Hollywood friends, wait till tomorrow. This is going to blow the roof off of uh, Washington. Yeah, that's what it was. Right. So she... And so she commits suicide that night. Oh, come on. I don't think so. Right. How does someone who has these great big plans for the next day suddenly decide to kill themselves with yeah. something that they never took before? Yeah, and she just had like a four-hour interview with uh, Jack Ruby. Hmm. So, I mean, okay, there's another one on the list of uh, oddball things that don't make any sense. Right. That when you look at them... You have to say to yourself, the story we're being told doesn't add up. No. Well. And then it goes on and on and on. There's like a hundred things. And then the Warren Commission, what a what a farce that was. Right. You know, evidence was uh, tampered with. Um, you know, and, and it's it's been proven that evidence was tampered with, and. Uh, and nobody says anything, you know, in, in authority uh, to say, hey, wait a minute, that that was uh, forged. Mm -hmm. We better look into that. No, it was, no, no, nothing to see here. Let's move on. Oswald did it. He did it all by himself. Right. The story is more complicated than history and the media has told you about the assassination of President Kennedy. To use a phrase that's been used before this year, believe what your eyes are telling you. With the evidence that we have, 
the video of the assassination, you must conclude Lee Harvey Oswald could not have made that shot from where he was, with his abilities, and with that old pump-handle rifle. Governor John Connolly, who was also in the car when Kennedy was assassinated, testified to believing at the time there must be at least two shooters. Our inspector, who was questioning him at the time, said, What is the best estimate that you have as to the time span between the sound of the first shot and the feeling of someone hitting you in the back, which you just described? Governor Connolly. A very, very brief span of time. Again, my trend of thought just happened to be, I suppose, along this line. I immediately thought that this, that I had been shot. I knew it when I just looked down and I was covered with blood. And the thought immediately passed through my mind that there were either two or three people involved or more in this or someone was shooting with an automatic rifle. Now, Oswald was not using an automatic rifle. He continues, These were just thoughts that went through my mind because of the rapidity of these two, of the first shot, plus the blow that I took and I knew that I had been hit, and I immediately assumed because of the amount of blood and, in fact, that it had obviously passed through my chest that I had probably been fatally hit. Oswald didn't believe he had done it either. This bold, proud socialist is dumbfounded and shocked when he's arrested. If he had achieved his goal, why didn't he act like it? Radical political assassins, terrorists, usually claim their work. He was quickly silenced by the gun of a club owner, Jack Ruby. He might have died asking himself, how did all this happen? That question was put to a select group of people, headed by Chief Justice Earl Warren. Who were they, and how did they answer the question, how did this all happen? That's next time. Until then, I'm Sam Logan. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it.